Hey, I'm Kat Chaos. And I'm Liz Gomez, also known as Hazy. And you're listening to Scary, Scary Encounters, Encounters with Hazy Chaos. Chaos, a podcast where we talk to some of our favorite bands and artists as they share scary encounters they've experienced and live to tell. This episode of Scary Encounters is brought to you by Anchor, podcasting made easy, anchor.fm. Mortis Viventi, the last authentic music brand dedicated to helping musicians and promoting music, mortisviventi.com. H.J. Tidy, Night Terror Publishing. Step into the bizarre world of H.J. Tidy, who is committed to introducing his readers to some of the most unusual, darker variety of true stories. NightTerrorPub.com. Sayasha Gianna, cosmic shaman, psychic medium, multidimensional healer, animal whisperer, teacher of empaths, healers, and starseeds. Are your encounters hitting too close to home? Contact Sayasha Gianna. Patreon.com slash Sayasha. Voided. Spooky artist who offers hand-painted, one-of-a-kind items, spooky pins, prints, stickers, and more. Lost in a void of what is dead. Voided.com Hello out there. This is John Masari, composer of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. You are listening to Scary Encounters with Easy Chaos. Hey, I'm Cat Chaos. And I'm Hazy. And we are here with John Masari of Killer Clowns from Outer Space, music composer. That's what we were talking about, John. <laughs> we have a live audience here. Wow. I would have <laughs> done my hair. <laughs> <laughs> me too. We're so stoked to have you here today. Thank you for making time. Thank you for having me at, at your lovely abode. This is a, a really big deal for us. And we have the beautiful Amy, your beautiful wife over here in the corner. She's not on the mic because she's shy. <laughs> but she, you're beautiful. We're happy you're here. And she has better stories than mine. No, than stop it. <laughs> well, I've heard a lot of good stories from both of you so far. Yeah. We, even, we didn't even start recording from that beginning. So. Right? We've sure. been bullshitting for, what, two hours now? <laughs> Just cracking up. Having a good-ass time, right? <laughs> Talking Dexter. Right? Anyways, no, really, this is a really big deal for us. It's an honor to have you here in our little... Hazy Chaos Cave. For the people listening, who is John Masari? What do you do? What have you done? I am a composer. I make music for the media industry. and I've been doing it for quite a while. And uh, I discovered music when I was a very, very little boy. I used to, a uh, very young lad, I used to commandeer the family stereo and record player and play it at all hours of the day and night point where my parents finally got me my own radio at age four stuck it in my room and I would just stare at it and listen to music constantly and music has always given me an experience and I had experienced really wonderful uh, movie exhibitions and screenings where the music was a very integral part of the movie and that spoke to me and little by little I started picking notes on the piano and by the time I was 11 years old, I would say to my parents, I think I want to be a music writer. I didn't know it was an actual job, but I want to write music. And they had no idea what that was. 
and I said, and I said, well, you realize that when you watch TV, you know, you hear music playing. Someone makes that, mm -hmm. and then later on, I found out it's an actual profession. So that's where it started, and I started playing in the high school band. I played trumpet. I played the contrabass, some other brass instruments like French horn and the euphonium and uh, percussion instruments, and I picked up the bass guitar. And I played in a band called Crisis oh. from age maybe 15, 16 to 17, 18. And that's where I wrote the Killer Clowns from Outer Space theme. No way. Although I didn't know it was the Killer Clowns from Outer Space theme. I just thought, this is a really cool riff. You know, what? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and um, you can interject it here. Yeah, right. <laughs> play it and so <laughs> i was you know i thought that i thought they would just totally go for it and they and they played they started playing it and one of the lead guitar players his name was doug and he said uh gosh wait a minute that outlines an f major seven chord that's a jazz chord we don't play jazz john we played hard rock <laughs> this is before heavy metal yeah. the term heavy metal existed <laughs> and um so they thought it was too jazzy. Uh, so years and years later, when I saw sat down for the screening of Killer Clowns from Outer Space to be in consideration to be one of the composers, I go, that is it. I will get that theme. It'll work perfectly. And that's exactly what the filmmakers tuned in on. They said, with that motif, you've kind of like boiled it all down. You've defined what it is. Mm -hmm. When the scene where the clowns are marching on the town. Yeah. So that's so, what I am. I, I, I make music. I've been make, making music all my life, and I have music that plays everywhere, uh, all sorts of music. I love horror. I love metal. I love classical music. I love um, all kinds of quirky media music that I've done. I've done a lot of commercials. And I just discovered, along with Amy discovered the fan base about five years ago i had no idea that most of the cast and filmmakers were going to all these conventions and there were fans that loved the movie this much i knew that the movie was playing because i would get statements and uh, uh remuneration but i had no idea that people were just were just absolutely in love with the film yeah. so I had no idea. So we got invited quite by accident to a convention. And I had no idea what it was all about. It's, uh, one of the production people from the Kyoto Brothers studio. The Kyoto Brothers are the filmmakers. Mm -hmm. The Kyoto Brothers are the three brothers that grew up all their lives as young kids loving monster movies. And they finally got an opportunity to make a movie. And they make the movie that they want to make. It's like capturing lightning in a bottle. Yeah. You know, it's like, who would have thought of such a crazy concept? Right. right? And it comes from the three minds of uh, three boys from the Bronx, New York, that grew up watching, you know, monster movies and Mighty Joe Young and King Kong. Oh, and, my gosh. And, and this is the movie they want to make. And so we, I had to think about it for a minute. I says, you want me to come where? To do what? He says, we're doing a convention. It's at Monster Palooza. I go, uh. what the hell is Monster Palooza? <laughs> it's a convention where all the fans from Killer Clowns and other horror movies are going to go. And you can sell stuff. 
Like a what? Like old clothes? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can sign things. Like you can have you, you have some of your music or something that you can sign for the people. So I got there and there's a table and th- it's a routine. It's a racket. Mm-hmm. You know, people are signing things and cash is being handed back and forth. And they were really angry at me because I wasn't charging anything. Ah. <laughs> I said, well, I don't know. What do you want to pay for this thing? $10 for this? Uh, we, we mimeographed some of the s- score manuscript. So I signed things. But what struck me the most is how many people loved this movie. Right. And they truly love it. It's like a life experience for it. And it's like they're meeting me like, oh, my goodness. I, I have to tell you, I love the music and that, that theme I love. And, and the, there's this magical section. And, and they seem to be more... Um, attuned to the music than I was. So I had to reacquaint myself with the movie again. Oh, my gosh. So I had to figure out a way, how am I going to uh, communicate with the fans with some value? You know, like, have it be, you know, do I just want to appear places and sell, you know, sign autographs? Or do I want to do something? So I came up with a music program about four years ago where I licensed the movie and licensed the right to exhibit the movie while I transposed my synthesizer score to an orchestra and conducted the orchestra live to film. And it went very well. It was at the Montauban Theater uh, in downtown L.A. We had a thousand-seat theater, and it was absolutely fun. It was just, like, just jubilant. Everyone was just thrilled to pieces. So since then, I've been trying to figure out other musical events to involve the fans with. So because I, I can't make another sequel. I don't oh, have yeah. that power. Yeah. However, I do uh, with the powers that be uh, with uh, MGM and Amazon. Uh, I can ask, you know, I would like to put on an event and play the music and maybe have some images from the film. So we're going to be doing a um, Killer Clowns cosplay dance party. So we'll see how that works out. I think it's going to be fun. It's, you know, the idea's gotten uh, a lot of support from exhibitors. So we're going to see how that goes. But that's basically John Masari in a nutshell. And so that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That was just amazing. I was wa- waiting for the crowd because <laughs> amazing. Congratulations on all the success. I feel like the movie, I mean, it's a classic. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I feel like in the last year or two or a couple years, it's really come back to life. Kind of, you know, resurrected, I think. Mm -hmm. Right? And everyone has an experience. Now that they have uh, children and grandchildren, they kind of pass it down to them. Yeah. And I'm just curious if you don't have to tell me, but what's your experience with this particular crazy movie? Oh, honestly, I went a long time and I've never, I had never seen it. I knew what it was. Mm -hmm. I knew the characters. I knew, I knew it looked badass, but I had never seen it. And up until, I want to say within the last what year year and a half maybe like two years two years say, yeah. i was like why have i never seen this i love horror it was i think it came out in 88 right, mm-hmm. right. but i remember thinking and i like clowns a lot of people don't but i they're cool they look cool in the movie so i was like we need to watch this yeah it was interesting for sure <laughs> and we sat on that couch that you're on right now and we put it on we were like all right the music sounds really dope these uh costumes are amazing the the masks the makeup everything the this the spaceship 
Um, yeah, I had a good time. It was a good time. It was a good time. I really so you both saw it together. Together, for the first time. Yeah. we did. That's really awesome. We did. Yeah. Um, did you have popcorn? Right? We sure did. Actually, yes. Did you have like anything else, like pizza, cotton candy? You know what? I'm, just I'm, I'm a little weird. I don't know. I like putting hot sauce on my popcorn. popcorn? I don't know if anybody else. No, does it's that, good. But okay. Oh, you're getting in detail. Huh? I know. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I remember we were just like, oh, my God, this is it was so fun. It was strange yeah. and it was weird <laughs> and it was fun and it, it was, was just so entertaining. Um, that's that's that came from the minds of three little boys. Exactly. Basically, that were adults. Exactly. <laughs> and honestly, it's just a classic. And people are like, it's so cheesy. I'm like, that's what makes it amazing. Like, it's just so uh, uh, like 80s, fun 80s, 80s yeah. horror. Right. Come on. Yeah. You know, I yeah. love it. I and, love it. And when you when you think of all the creative elements that went into it yeah there are more than like what i even know yeah you know there are, uh, there's a lot of personal uh, episodes from the kyoto brothers uh-huh. like characters in the kyoto brothers excuse me characters in the killer clowns movie are modeled after people that they actually know ah you know so it's like the the mike character the guy with the dark hair uh-huh. right Everything about him is modeled after a friend of theirs oh. that they went to high school with. That's cool. Because they figured, let's let's just transpose these. And that's what makes characters special, mm-hmm. what makes writing special. When you can take something from uh, that comes from you that's mm-hmm. unique, yeah. and you can express it you know, in the medium it's of personal. this story. It, 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 I, I honestly think audiences pick up on it. Yeah. They have to. They yeah, can relate that's how you to get it. attached to certain characters. Yeah. Right. So you can yeah. relate to them. I, f- I feel like I relate to Shorty a lot mm-hmm. um, for more reasons than one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. Uh, Spike is actually, I think he might be my favorite. My favorite. Because he's like the punk rock clown, you know, with mm-hmm. his Liberty Spikes. And then Rudy is the uh, cutest and smartest yeah. of all the clowns. I mean. Oh, I relate to that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that movie is just a classic. And. Um, Everyone knows what it is. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, you know what right. it is. And that's when we applaud the makers mm-hmm. because they it, like... It's created a community. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally. And oh, um, yeah. the Killer Clowns community is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. We were talking about our little friend, Creepy Cute Jayla. Oh, yes. Right before we started recording. Shout out to you, dear. And John and Rika and everybody. Shout guys. out to Jayla. Right? <laughs> the ultimate shorty. <laughs> Exactly. Her little cosplay yeah. of Shorty is just on point. All her cosplays. We have a friend that's a uh, that teaches uh, psychology at a university in San Diego. I'm not going to say which one, but in any event, she uh, we had a conversation her and I of how people uh, associate per- their personality with characters in horror. And particularly with the Shorty character. Mm-hmm. This is someone that's being backed into a corner. And, you know, you've reached my limit. Now I come out punching. Yeah. You know, I think it's like a metaphor. Right. You know, I have this little, this cute little (laughs) bike I want to show you. And all you can do is destroy it. Right. You know, well, I I can't take it anymore. I'm going to beat your ass. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I feel like Shorty's a Scorpio, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, And I've had people confide in with me that I identify with Shorty because all my life people, I create little things and they just... They just tear it apart, oh, and I can't take it, it anymore. I says, "Well, you got to you got to stop hanging around with those people." Agreed. Like we were talking about earlier, some mm-hmm. people just don't benefit your life or your lifestyle, and you got to just cut the cord. I think what most creative people don't understand is that 
well, I've ex- everyone's experienced this, so I'll share my experience. You'll have a great idea, you know. And Stan Lee talks about this, the, the man behind Marvel. Yes, Stan Lee. He <laughs> says, if you got a good idea, try to make it happen. And you may change it along the way. And it may be a success and it may fail, but at least you did it. And don't listen, don't... <laughs> Don't let some dumbass talk you out of it. I mean, <laughs> all it's the haters, so you know? true. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll be very honest. I'm not going to mention names, but I, when I came up with the concept of doing this live concert to mm-hmm. film, people said, really? Are you sure you're going to do that? Or aren't you going to get in trouble from MGM? I go, well, I don't think so because I just signed a contract with them. Yeah. And I just paid them a licensing fee. So I don't think they're going to be upset with me. Right. And then some people go, oh, it sounds pretty crazy. I go, it's, it's see, but crazy. That's the point. Is what yeah. people want to see. Yeah. You know? Um, so, and it wasn't until we had our first rehearsal that certain people were going, oh, I get it. All of a sudden, huh? Yeah. And <laughs> I, I stacked the deck. I had, um, there's a, a fellow by the name of Noah Gladstone He's not only an incredible musician, but he's a contractor. He contracts uh, uh, event concerts for like Riot Games and uh, Blizzard Entertainment, all kinds of big gaming companies, and he does con- classical concerts, all sorts of stuff. And I, I you, when you're going to do something, you want to go to the people who specialize mm-hmm. in what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. You know, it may cost you a little extra, but you want it to turn out right. So I told him what I wanted to do. We had breakfast, and he's like, he's smiling and shaking his head. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be cool. Yeah. Let's do that. And so, and then all that, when he says it's cool, all the musicians that he works with, they're on board as well. So I had a a full orchestra of people that wanted it to happen the right way. They put their, you know, they're all, first of all, top called AAA level musicians. And uh, when we did our first rehearsal, I had to tell everyone, did, did you guys, <clears throat> did you guys play this concert before? Because <laughs> everything was just sounding so beautiful. Yeah. Everything was in place, and uh, I had a friend of mine in um, Vienna help me finish all the orchestration properly, and everything just went so well. But in, it wasn't until then that everyone says, "Okay, I like it now." Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and I tell some people. Like they, they said, the people, you'll find out, like, you have a great idea. And people say, well, that sounds really hard. I go, well, you don't have to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> All you have to do is come when it's done. I'll show you when it's done, you know. Uh, and you have to have a little bit of a thick skin. You have oh, to, definitely. You know, it, it, and you can't let um, uh, people's negative opinion of you uh, affect you. Uh, Quincy Jones said, he had said, Quincy Jones, who's a... Uh, a music producer produced Michael Jackson's albums. He says, "There's not one thing that you can say about me negatively that will change, you know, what I want to do." Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, unless it's like good advice. You yeah, know? it's like, well, the orchestra, Quincy, they called him QQ. The orchestra is going to be out of town that day, so we got to get another. That's different. That's, yeah. that's logistics. Yeah, right. Uh, being negative is, well, you run into negative people. Oh, all the time. Yeah, I run into all my life. Mm-hmm. All my life. I mean, I people that I know and love, I'll, I'll play music that I did. And um, just I just want to share it with them. 
I don't want uh, any, uh, you know, I don't want any accolades. And they'll say, well, it's good, I guess, but I wouldn't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that's not a backhanded it's, compliment. It's mm-hmm. crazy because I feel like as you get older, you learn how to handle these negative people and the negative opinions and all right. that, you know, like yeah, your, st- your skin gets tougher. Yeah. yeah. You get, Cause you have no choice, especially as a creative person, mm-hmm. you're always going to have ideas and there's always going to be at least one person that's going to question and it. It's, it's fine. Your work isn't for everyone. Yeah. You know, oh, and I realize there's not everyone in the world is going to love killer clowns from outer space, but the, the large population of people who love killer clowns from outer space will like to come to one of my events right? because mm-hmm. there hasn't been a new movie yet. Right. Well, we can go to Masari's music event. Yeah. And have fun and dress up like Shorty and yeah. Rudy and, <laughs> uh, you know, Clownzilla and all the characters. <laughs> and no one's going to uh, uh, be upset with us. Yeah. No one's we actually. It will be among our people. Exactly. <laughs> we actually saw that at the last show we vended at, or that was the Comic Con. Sorry, what was the show before? That's that? where we saw him. Yeah, exactly. Where um, was that? At, um, it was in the LA Art District. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. Too cute to spook. Oh yeah, killer clown art show. What was it called? I'm so sorry. Um, it was downtown LA. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. We vended our artwork there, and um, that's where you sign. I. It was so funny because that's right. I signed the one that had like the uh, yellow and red yeah. things shooting. Yeah, up. I remember yeah, that. I, yeah, I drew Shorty. And, Did you um, come with like other people besides yourself? Well, us we vended, but we brought like a whole little clan with us just to support the. Okay. The event. I, yeah. I remember now. Yeah. Yeah, it was I remember a good time. now. Yeah, it was I, fun. I, yeah, I love it. And when little kids come up and talk. Because <laughs> yeah. little kids don't, you know, listen, people in the media industry, some of them are, are very introverted. Oh, yeah. And they sometimes they don't relate to um, kids or parents or mm-hmm. something like that. And I'm kind of a f- family man, so it's like I'm just happy to talk to the kids and the mom and everything. And And then there are people that, like, they, it's like they get up the nerve to say, I'm going to go to school to study to be a fill-in-the-blank. Yeah. Maybe the, a filmmaker, an animator. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're going to be going to some sort of science. And, you know, and when you tell them, that sounds incredible. Where are mm-hmm. you going? Are you going there? Oh, that's a beautiful campus. You know, and, and I've had people just cry because it's the first time they've heard someone give them a, well, it's a rare occasion when someone gives them uh, you know, an act, um, an acknowledgement, yeah, of, of what they're of what they're trying to achieve. That's good. It's good to um, be supportive. Yes, and, and supported. And supported. <laughs> Sheesh, it's it's true. Um, I remember well, thanks, thank thank God for the social media. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. a double edged sword. It I is. means there's a lot of haters, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that will. I mean, I can't believe it. There was something I posted, and someone someone trolled me, <gasps> and I thought it was just funny. What's their name? I forgot. An address. <laughs> I forgot. Social security. Forgot. You don't want to fuck with this. We're coming okay. for you. <laughs> but all the other people on the conversation just like piled, dog piled on them. But you see, there's always that one. <laughs> and I just, see, I just don't respond to them. I, uh, friends of mine that are YouTubers, they'll say, people can say negative stuff all they want. But when they start picking on the other yeah. people's com- comments, then they get banned. Yeah. You know. Blocked yeah. um, and all that. I, I actually... Yeah. Because you can rate this podcast on um, Apple Podcasts. Oh, nice. And we've had a five-star rating since we started. And I recently looked, just out of curiosity, and we were at like 4.9 or something. And I was like, okay. 
and somebody rated us one star and i was thinking ah there's always that one though you know oh. like you, you just need it. it's a it, the life life is a bell curve yeah let's put it that yeah. way you're it's gonna okay. have a one end uh you know you have a line going up and it's like zero people that just can't stand it right and yeah then you have the curve that goes way up at the top people that, are, that live their lives for what you mm. do and then everything in between and then it goes back down yeah it's just the way it is. It is, and it's you know? all right. At first, no. I was like, "What's going on? Fuck!" Let me try to find out who that was. But then I was like, "No, nah, it's it's bound to happen." You know, she put her hair up, took her. I put my hair off. up. You know what no, I I'm mean? Just kidding. I did. <laughs> Look at Amy's cracking up because you know, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it happens. I mean, it does. And it's okay. I mean, oh. uh, amongst uh, fellow filmmakers, I, there was a, a couple of years ago. I worked on a western. Ooh. Um, you know, it was a low-budget Western, but I, I pretended like it was like a big-budgeted Western. I had yeah. a big blown-out score, and some of the production people were saying, you know, you're, you're, you're scoring a different movie. I go, no, I'm not. I'm scoring this movie because I get to own this music afterwards, and I'm doing something with it. Ah. <laughs> so I'm, you're paying me to do something that's going to benefit me, so don't tell me to dumb it down. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to make this sound as legitimate as possible. That's a great and mindset. Yeah. It has yeah. your name on it. And so. then, yeah. and then I'd say stuff like, Hey, did you see that movie bone tone tomahawk? That, that horror Western movie. And like some people say, Oh my God, that was so bizarre. I didn't even know that was, I saw it. I don't believe I saw it. I had to watch it again. Okay. That's one end. Okay. And the complete opposite. What a piece of crap. Really? That's the most awful thing in the world. Why would anyone want to bother? That's like an insult to Western, and, and they just didn't get it. Well, apparently, it's not for it's not for you. Yeah, you know, and that happens with um, that happened with Killer Clowns. After I did uh, recording, and the movie was out, I, I wanted to do a special mix of the. So I got the master tapes back and remixed everything, and I delivered it back to the studio like a month later, and I was on the. Uh, this was when it was a different company. It was called Transworld Entertainment, not MGM. It's Transworld Entertainment, and they're not. I don't believe they're in business anymore. But uh, there were guys from the accounting and legal department with me uh, at, on the elevator. So I had this dolly with all these two-inch, twenty-four tracks stacked on top of each other. There were ten of them, right? Right. And then they said, um, "He said, what's that for? Oh, it's one of your products. It's uh, Killer Clowns Matter Space." Oh, that thing's a piece of crap. Oh. You can throw that. You should just throw it. Why are you bringing it back? You should just throw it in the dumpster. No. That, that movie's going to die so fast. <laughs> and no, everyone's going to forget about that movie. That movie no, in 10 years, no one's going to want to know that even existed. Wow. And my response to them was, well, this movie isn't for you. Yeah. Simple <laughs> as that. Yeah. And here we are, just like earlier, I said, it's. I feel like it's resurrected. Right. It's like back. And right. It's just so fun. It's a good time. So, but we're, um, we're, when are we going to talk about the paranormal? You know, look at him. He's I ready, know. huh? <laughs> well, before we get into that, mm-hmm. we did send you two questions. Yes. Yes. So let's get into those really quick. I, I actually have thought about it. First question. If you... Is, wh- there a, is there a sound effect? First question is, tick tock, tick tock. You know what? I'll add that next time. I know. We should add it, <laughs> right? Huh? Something. First question. If you can bring back any celebrity from the dead for a day, who would you choose and why? It would be Rita Hayward. Tell us more. Okay. Rita Hayward was not only very beautiful, she was very talented. And uh, not many people know this, but she was uh, an ethnic European known as a Romani, a gypsy. 
Okay. Right. And uh, she she was very talented as a young girl, and she worked with her father. This was like a generation of people that says the kid has a talent. I need to exploit it. So he they worked like in entertainment, like doing carnivals and magic shows and stuff like that. And he was very abusive to her. And that abuse from people followed her into her professional career. Um, the, the only one person she was married to that treated her nice was Orson Welles, but they weren't married for very long. Orson Welles is a, a very famous filmmaker. He, he, he did the classic um, um, Citizen Kane uh, classic uh, movie and a classic filmmaker. And he regrets that... Um, he didn't have a better, he didn't appreciate her more and have a longer relationship with her. And um, then she married someone else who was also basically saw her as a property, not as a, a wife. And so anyways, I would just want to bring her back so that she can just chill and do her art and not be, uh, uh, you know, if I was going to white knight someone, that would be Rita Hayworth. Aww. So that's so that. she just she can just relax and enjoy herself. Well, she can relax, enjoy herself, and do her thing yeah. without being uh, abused. Yeah, yeah. You know, without any hindrance. That's great. That's how did so she selfless. die? I, selfless. Yes. How did she? She die? died rather young. I think she had, and she died in the eighties. She died in the eighties. I think she was in her late sixties, and she had some sort of uh, Alzheimer's. I oh. believe. Yeah. Oh. She died way too young. That yeah, definitely. Yeah. She sounds like an amazing woman, though. Yeah, very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to look her up after. Mm-hmm. We'll post a picture in there, the recap. There, there was a kind of look. There was Rita Hayward, and then there was Jean Ter- Jean Tierney. Okay, probably never heard of her. No. Yeah, she did tons of movies in the in the forties and fifties, and uh, Jean Tierney was also a girlfriend of JFK. Uh, along with along with Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, that's the one everyone knows, right? Yes. Sheesh. Well, thank you for that. Sure. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good answer. Yeah. Let's go on to our second question. All right, so question number two. If you were on death row or on your deathbed, what would you choose as your last meal? Can I not be on death row? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so funny. Some people are like, well, if I'm on death row, I probably did this. So it's if like, probably, oh, shit. <laughs> if you've done something bad enough where you've got to be put down, maybe you shouldn't be having anything to eat. I mean, you're right. well, or if you're wrongly accused. If I was on death row, it'd be for being the female Dexter. Oh, shit. <laughs> no shit, dude. <laughs> well, isn't, isn't the character uh, Hannibal Lecter someone who kills people who are evil? Right? No. No. I don't think so. Is, Hannibal are, Lec- we, are we are we wrong? Hannibal Lecter cuz uh, I thought what what he um what he got put the backstory is he got put in prison uh prison for life for killing someone who was a, a major pedophile. Really? And and he, there was a court he was a psychiatrist, right? That had to, had a court order to analyze him. And in analyzing him, he gave him some drugs, and he convinced the person, the pedophile, yeah. to disfigure himself oh, with shit. a knife because he's under the influence of. Because of, a psychiatrist, yeah. you know, has access to all kinds of drugs. Yeah. They're a doctor; they can actually uh, operate on you. You know, yeah. it's, they they go to medical school. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's when I saw that. That was in the second one. 
uh, this not not the Silence of the Lambs because we never knew what he was in. We um, kind of didn't, huh? They yeah, never really explained it. Not in the first it. one, yeah. So they there's the backstory, and then there's the one that goes back into his history. Yeah, like he actually yeah. had a very good uh, uh, relationship with his mother and father, but it was uh, events during the war and surviving during the war and shortly after the war, World War Two. We're talking yeah. about that sculpted his need to kill kill yeah it's been a so while interesting that, but yeah. Yeah. liz what you just said is so accurate though i can't see you go to jail for anything else other than being the female dexter <laughs> oh, <I think laughs> dexter uh, if you will Dex- dexterina dexterina <laughs> okay i um, would make I, I would make um a very provincial italian dish okay wait Not did you say death you death would make it i you? would make it okay if i was, in death row, if I was about to die mm-hmm. well or i would instruct someone <laughs> Not on death row, but if I was on my deathbed, and it, it's a it's a very simple dish. It's um, with uh, ham hocks, oh wow, tomato sauce cooked for a long time, and then you add white cannellini beans to that, and maybe you have um, with the tomato sauce from that you would use that with your pasta, and that would be your bean and meat dish, and then a salad. Wow, that sounds pretty good. That sounds simple but good. We we made that for someone. We did a fundraiser, uh, and one of the, uh, you know, if you if someone participated at a certain level, they got I they come to my house and I will make them a meal, and that so is that's amazing. the meal I made to them. It's a meal. It's something you can only eat once every two years. Oh really? Because <laughs> it's like eight thousand calories. Oh, a million calories. Well, with that attitude, with right. shit. <laughs> Well, challenge accepted. All right. Don't tempt us with a good time. <laughs> no, that sounds amazing. Uh, what would you have to drink with that? Ooh. Oh, uh, a, a very, uh, a, a very rugged red wine. I don't know how I knew you were going to say that, but I didn't know rugged, but I knew well, you were going to say pasta, red wine. right? I can oh, see okay. that. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Simple, but good. Okay. It sounds let's, filling. Let's go. Let's Let, go out. Let's, let's go. go. Let's, let's go, go to dinner. <laughs> Now, let's get into the paranormal and the spooky shit. Whenever you're ready, whatever you want to start with. Well, I don't know if it's spooky, but it's, it's, it's bizarre. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I happen to believe that there were so many people there. I think there's a massive population in the world that has, has been through trying times and they have basically PTSD from it that goes untreated and they just pass it to other people. It just like perpetuates. But we'll just stick with World War II. People come back from World War II, soldiers come back, and they're really not treated for all the trauma they experienced. And they go through their entire lives. Some people can cope with, you know, uh, with trauma and tragedy and say, okay, that's over and that's behind me. I'm going to move ahead. Other people, they, it's part of their daily lives, yeah. you know. And... Um, so I think my my relatives, specifically my dad, who grew up during as a boy, grew up in Italy, in World War II, uh, just growing up, being used to having, you know, towns and buildings blown up, and having to, the family having moving to one blown out building to another over a period of time, and you have brief respites of calm where there's nothing going on, you know, and. Um, you have something of a normal, quote-unquote, normal family life. And he had him and his five sisters. And um, so so after the war, he came to the United States. He was in the Korean War uh, in the Navy. 
and then um, he got married. And so it's like you think everything's behind him, right? So we get into the 1960s, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of uh, paraphrasing everything. So we get to the 1960s, and we have something called the Cuban Missile Crisis. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Okay, I actually, as a five-year-old, could heard John F. Kennedy say that uh, if Russia does not remove missiles from Cuba, it will be considered an attack on the United States, and if they land there, it, we will respond uh, with an attack on the Soviet Union, period. So don't put your missiles there. Or, and so all, all around, prior to this and all around, all of a sudden where you thought there was an empty field, there were missiles all of a sudden that were mm. above ground. And it was like three blocks from our house. It turned out to be, I have the data here, and you guys can check this out for me. Everyone listening can look on the, i got to put my glasses on. <laughs> here we are. There we go. Okay. So there was a network of Nike missile bases. There was one in El Monte, South El Monte. Oh. It was called LA-14. One in Puente Hills, um, Brea area. Right here. Yes, LA-29. Wow. Right? The one that was near my house was LA-32. And they were operational between 1956 and 1974. And uh, Nike is the uh, goddess of victory. Okay. Right? So these were anti- ballistic missiles so that if there was missiles incoming to the United States, these missiles supposedly can be deployed and knock out incoming missiles. That's so these were all over the place. So me as a kid, I kind of, I kind of think like, Oh, well those are going to go to the moon. Those are spaceships, you know, oh, yeah. you know, Aww. romanticizing. So innocent. Yeah. 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 Because not too long after that, and they were up for a year, always out and exposed because what would happen is that they would go down under the ground and be stored somewhere. Well, in that location right now is a um, the one that was near my house, near in Garden Grove, was uh, turned into a uh, water reservoir because they had all that. You know, it was all dug out, mm-hmm. right? And um, there's a sports park on top of it, soccer fields, baseball fields. Growing up in that, there's like an innocence. You think it's like for the... for space exploration but it's actually literally part of a part of the cold war and um it's so funny because i i would tell people this and they would kind of look at me funny i go maybe maybe it was my imagination maybe as a kid being um uh, romanticizing about it maybe i'm putting maybe i saw we went to an air show or something like that and and maybe maybe i'm putting it together so i looked it up and where do you go when you look up things you go to YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so I punch in Nike missile bases in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a there's a couple that has a, uh, a video channel called, I think, Oddity Adventures. Adventures in Oddity or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they went and visited them all. Wow. The place, this is where... It, and it, it was all the places you just named. They didn't go to all of them. They didn't okay. go to mine, but okay. they went to the ones that are, you, you see some of the components are still sort of there. The missiles aren't there. But like, but like maybe the, the the launch pads are still there and they're just like rotting right in your backyard. Right. That's nuts. And this is where, um, during the Vietnam war, 
when an aircraft carrier comes in, it doesn't come in with all the planes on it. Like maybe two or 300 miles out, all the planes will fly off to land at this Air Force, uh, air, um, at this Naval Air Station. But jets were constantly coming over. I remember uh, being in uh, kindergarten, we'd just sit on the grass and look, we have an air show because they would fly over the school. Yeah. And you could fly relatively slow and low. And sometimes we could see, you know, I guess because our eyes were really good, we could yeah. see the pilots inside. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, they never waved at us. We would wave <laughs> at them. But, um, <clears throat> and then when they would deploy, they would go out and you would hear sonic booms because they would, you know. Take off. Kick it. You know, once they take off and they, they're going to go out to the ship, maybe they're testing everything, making sure everything works. But you would hear boom. Yeah. Have you ever heard sonic booms? Not in person, no. They are intimidating. Well, I had <laughs> I used to have mining uh, uh, property in the desert, and every once in a while, you would see they would be do, uh, it would be near Edwards Air Force Base. So they're doing maneuvers, all sorts of stuff. There's all kinds of aircraft flying around. They're practicing um, refueling. Uh, they're doing low level flying. They're, giant b-52s flying super low and then coming up fast and you know they're just practicing because it's out, out in the middle of nowhere there's no one out there yeah but when you see a fighter jet coming at you and you cannot hear it that's a sign you have to plug your ears really quick because oh. once it passes you it's going faster than the speed of sound so when we were kids we would grow up here hearing like 20 of those sometimes in a day kaboom kaboom Boom, because they would fly up and go fast. Like when the space shuttle comes back down, and sometimes you may have heard it when the space, sometimes you can feel the space shuttle uh, sonic boom. So we grew up with that sort of stuff. And there were sometimes when I, I guess because I was a little kid, and I'm talking about like six or seven years old, I would hear like a really low, long tone, like, a, like just not thunder. I knew the difference between thunder and whatever this sound was. And like I said, this may be my romanticizing about it, but now when I think about it as an adult and I would read up on it, when they were doing above-ground testing with atomic bombs way in Nevada and in New Mexico, they say seismographs could pick up the vibrations as far as like three, four hundred, five hundred 500 miles away. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the sound waves will go clear halfway around the world. They're detectable. I guess they did tests that could pick them up. So maybe as a little kid, you know, your your ear, your sensitive ears are more sensitive. And I, I picked up these low frequencies. I'm guessing maybe that's what it was. Maybe it wasn't. Mm. You know. So, um, so anyways, back to trauma. So you have family members that like will just be angry at something. You can't figure out why they're so angry. You know. And I will. Um, confess i do have a level of ptsd if someone's in my blind spot and i don't know they're there and they all of a sudden they show up i have to like really control myself because my first instinct instinct my first reaction i gotta, I gotta learn to re, I, i've learned to respond ah. rather than to react because early in my early 20s uh, i mean i would throw a phone at someone and it's not, they're not attacking me, but it's yeah. like, it's just, I go, why is that? And then I realized through um, counseling, I realized, well, you've been around with so many people that have been through so many wars. Mm. And I would say, well, sometimes I would just 
look at my dad a certain way and he'd be like so pissed at me like he's about to kill me you know and he goes i don't know i would have to sit your dad down by this time my dad had passed away but you know it's like you've inherited whatever that was you know and they used to tell me stories like they would really worry of what like if it was really windy and or raining like heavy weather they go because that's when troops move when the heavy so they can their the sound of all the equipment is not going to be heard and so they they always saw that like rain and thunder Mm -hmm. and um heavy snow any heavy uh, severe weather is a bad omen because that means troops are going to be moving around right so um that was kind of scary that's not paranormal though no, I feel like it's, um, you're saying PTSD is like mental health type of yeah, thing. right. Which is also something that, you know, needs to be talked about because a lot of people don't. I'm sure maybe, I'm sure somebody, at least one person listening right now is can relate to you. Mm-hmm. And the whole throwing a phone at you. Right. <laughs> well, there, yeah, there's a bunch well, of trauma I mean, that yeah. can be inherited. Well, for I, sure. would, I would say there's someone here that's experienced that. Me? No, Amy. Oh. Oh, Amy. <laughs> I mean, I'll be working at my computer really. You uh, threw a phone at her? No, I didn't okay. throw a phone at her. I was about to throw so my I'll phone I'll show at you exactly what I do. <laughs> what is that? And I, I tell her, just knock at the door as you're coming up the stairs. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah. You know? And so, like, I'll be um, working, and all of a sudden, out of my blind spot, there's a plate of food coming in. And I don't know. It's just like something that was there I didn't expect. And I'll just, what? Why did you do that? I'm kind of like that too, huh? Yeah. You're very I'm yeah, very jumping. dramatic like that and I jump and I just I do, huh? Yeah. But yeah. at least you're acknowledging it and you're Yeah. Now she says, "I'm coming upstairs. I'm going to be over here. I'm I'm right behind oh. you." Like like if we're in the kitchen, right behind you opening up the door. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like you're over I'm breathing. It. <laughs> I'm alive. So, okay, Thank so Thank you for n- sharing that though. Well, no. You're welcome. You're welcome. Very interesting. So, here's the paranormal thing. Okay. I was 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. Watching okay, so you have to understand this is the time where you can't just watch anything you want anytime you want, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So after school, I would come home around three thirty, and at four o'clock, they would play cartoons from four to five, okay. from four o'clock to five o'clock in the afternoon. That's like sacred time. Oh yeah. And then the news comes on. That's why I do my homework. So one day I was in our den. Had a, we had a coffee table, and I would lie on that coffee table. And I was just watching my cartoons, just like so thrilled. You know, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. You know, and then there was, uh, oh God, what was, uh, there was uh, all the, the great Hanna-Barbera stuff. There was Augie Doggy and wow. uh, Snaggletooth the Tiger. and all Snaggletooth, yeah, all I ki- like Snaggletooth. All kinds of crazy stuff, right? Yogi Bear. And all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, out of nowhere, mm-hmm. Massive earthquake. Oh, no. The whole room is shaking. Wow, that's a big one. I'm just (laughs) like, okay, it's over. And then I noticed something really odd. Uh Very odd. More odd than the earthquake. Okay. My mom not screaming. Because every time there was an earthquake, she was very triggered. Mm -hmm. She goes, oh, my God, let's get out of that. So she'd be screaming at the top of her lungs. Oh, my God. Very panicked. Yeah. Very panic prone. Uh Uh-huh. To the point it was like, listen, this earthquake isn't so bad compared to you (laughs) panicking, (laughs) screaming and yelling. And I go over, maybe she's not in the house. Maybe she's next door. I go in. She's in the kitchen. 
She's like putting some together for dinner. Did we just have an earthquake? And she goes, what? I think we just had an earthquake. No? I don't feel anything. Oh, wow. So that was bizarre. So that was it. That's, that's the only unexplained. Thing, the only thing I can't explain. I was fully awake, you know, and I was just thinking, you know, because the windows, and it was just like a big huh. so Did anything know. fall or break? There was nothing on the walls or anything like that to break. It was just like the windows shook. Okay. And I could feel the, the house. We I've experienced earthquakes before in that house, mm-hmm. and they have it has a certain sound. You know, you hear the frame of the house go, go moving and nothing and i just well i just have to okay i had no explanation for it what could have what could have that been i don't know i'm trying to think but and you obviously weren't dreaming you were awake no i was fully awake now i have you know sometimes you you're asleep and then all of a sudden you feel like you're falling, <laughs> yeah. like when you're asleep, even like in when bed, that happens. right? <laughs> it wasn't that. It yeah. was an actual boom. I'm looking around and I'm seeing, wow. hearing the window almost like a, you know how you would take a sheet metal and go, whoa, 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 yeah, back yeah. forward. It was almost kind of something like that with the window. Weird. And and <gasps> things shaking. Maybe it was aliens. Maybe. Maybe they were coming. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Or they... Maybe it was the killer clowns from outer space. Maybe. <laughs> they were finally landing. Right? The shorty. They planted the seed in your head as far as for their theme song. Hey. Right. You right. never know. Wait, question. How old were you when you wrote that? When that oh, first came to you? I 15, think, 16, I, think right? I, was, I was like uh, out of 15 going into 16. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Crisis. Crisis. Crisis was the band. That's so yes. cool. Very cool. Spelled, spelled regularly. Regular. Regular. Not with a K, not no. with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been cool. Right? Yeah. Let's start a new band. Yes. <laughs> Crisis with a K. Wow, well, that's crazy. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm trying to like think about I'm it. I'm trying to see. debunk it here, yeah. but you were a kid, so obviously you weren't on anything and you mm-hmm. weren't drunk. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, that was until I was 11. <laughs> and then I couldn't drink. I couldn't even smell alcohol. Eleven? Without getting completely sick. Eleven? Yeah. Are you serious? Well, everyone, er, <laughs> my parents used to have parties, and uh, everyone seemed so happy. Yeah. So I'm going to try that. So uh. I went over and I poured a little bit of everything <gasps> into a glass. I went into my room and gulped it down. No, you didn't. I'm going, oh, this isn't, and I, I was, head was spinning for like a day and a half. Uh, we call that jungle juice. We call yeah. that jungle juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. So I was sick as a dog. And um, and if I s- even smelled alcohol, that's crazy. So I wasn't drunk. That was after. That was after. Oh, okay, yeah. a year after. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I mean, I would love to hear any ideas or thoughts, opinions. Yeah. On anybody this story. listening, and if you have some type of debunk for this story, or if you've experienced something similar, let yeah. us know. If you thought there was an earthquake and nobody else felt it, what the heck? I mean, I I thought of like sometimes like the water heater. You know, but we didn't have we didn't have a water heater attached to the house. It was detached yeah. from the house. It wouldn't be enough to make the windows move like that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. I wonder if you'll ever get an answer to that. I'm gonna say aliens. I think I like that better. Do you? How, how do you? What do you feel about aliens? ETs, um, UFOs. Well, uh, you know the the one movie I saw that really um, Arrival. Is that the one? Did you see the a movie Arrival with um? I forgot her name, but she plays Lois Lane in one of the Superman movies. Who was in that? Oh, I forgot. I 
forgot. What's the one we saw with Nicolas Cage? Oh, that's Knowing. I love that knowing. one. Oh, Knowing. Wasn't that one where they find a, um, a, a, a capsule, time capsule? Yes. Yeah. That's and, the one. And, and it has all these predictions and these numbers that, was that you awesome. put them together. That was a lot of fun. You might see, here's on my arm standing up. Really? Yeah, it's so creepy. Such it a creepy, is. I- it is creepy. creepy idea. It's so, so good. Here's my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I, I just um, saw a podcast about SETI. And there were all the things that we're talking about SETI, and, you know, it's, we, we've only been doing SETI for so many years. So those radio waves are only going to go out so far. They have to go out for another 50,000 years maybe. And and if someone is able to uh, figure out what it is that we're saying, it's going to take another 50,000 years to answer. Yeah. And then I was thinking to myself, well, maybe radio waves is such a, such a um, uh, rudimental way mm-hmm. of communicating. It's almost like, let's say, people in, people in, um, in Spain or in um, Portugal. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say in Portugal. It says, we don't know if there's anyone on the other side of the ocean. We're going to make a big sign mm-hmm. miles across. We're going to hope maybe they can read it. And maybe they'll put up a big sign on, on, on the other their side, side. On their side. And we'll, you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. that's what radio waves are like. Yeah. Like that's, it's just like uh, so many uh, physicists say to, you know, to think that we can go to another world with a chemical rocket burning chemical fuel it's got to be a completely different way of traveling that we we haven't figured out yet yeah i mean at some point it will be it's theoretical now but maybe it'll be it'll be commonplace at some point i I love that movie contact never seen it yeah you got to see contact okay have you seen it liz it's been a while yeah um so you know what seti is right the search Please. for extraterrestrial intelligence. They're continually sending waves. There's a, I don't even know if it's still funded, but they're sending radio waves and then listening to radio waves yeah. to see if they're hearing some kind of signal, signal that sounds yeah. like it might be from an intelligent source. Interesting, so, yeah. So is it possible? I'm sure. Yeah. And then, then you think how incredible would it be is like this whole universe, which is vast beyond our imagination, and it took all of that to create what we have here on Earth. Yeah. You know? And what are we doing? We're, like, fighting over stupid crap. Stupid shit, huh? <laughs> right. When you think of all the, you know, you, you see the stuff on TV, all the things that people are arguing about and all the hating and all the crazy stuff, people making fun of each other, all the crazy political stuff. And then if you took, you know, perspective and you looked from space, even... <laughs> 10,000 miles, right 10, miles from space looking at this beautiful little blue marble yeah. with this like little tiny film of air yeah. on it. <laughs> and you just realize, you living, you live on paradise. Yeah. Would you just get over it and chill? Get over it and get along. You're, you're, you've been born, you're alive, yeah. and you're, you're so lucky to be breathing, and then you're wasting your time with all this crap. That crazy? Yeah. yeah. That reminds me of advice. a meme that I saw not too long ago. It's a like a drawing of two aliens flying by Earth. They're like, "Wow, mm-hmm. this planet's really ghetto." <laughs> Put your windows up. <laughs> Put your windows up. <laughs> that is hilarious. I mean, it's that is that is so funny. That's so good. It's accurate though. <laughs> like Earth is ghetto. Like. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, we are firm <laughs> believers in this home of extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Have you seen our painting over there in the corner? 
That is. I love that um, one. That is beautiful. My um, extended family. Mm-hmm. Family um, portrait. <laughs> family portrait. <laughs> but yeah, that was actually done by one this of one our. Here with the, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah that with is you. A beautiful piece. <laughs> He's all wait, wait. Family portrait. <laughs> it's a um, painting by our friend Area Ninety. Mm. He um, got that custom made when we first custom made in. to match the paint on the walls. It's a UFO abduction in a forest it's really cool we'll post a picture of it in your recap video um recap photos Mm -hmm. but yeah one of our favorite artists it's really cool but yeah so it's just crazy this um we always say it and we respect everyone's opinions if Mm -hmm. they don't believe in it okay that's fine Mm -hmm. but this universe is just so large like Mm -hmm. how how are we the only living beings on this whole it's just i don't know it's just life is very resilient life even in the most unsuspecting places here on earth you think that there would be no life. There's so, something is thriving, so it's it's uh, postulated that on some of the moons of uh, Saturn and Jupiter, where there's more water on those moons than there is on the whole planet Earth. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy, and right? There's you know because of the tidal forces, the way they um, orbit around these large planets, they're being pulled and moved, and you know it's almost like a uh, there are tides mm-hmm. that may be warming it up enough where life could thrive. Yeah. And when you think of all the, uh, the, the life that's on earth that we haven't even discovered. Right. That we can't in, even in, see in, with our own eyes. Yes. Like, we're in the ocean. Isn't it like 90 something percent that we haven't discovered? Absolutely. I honestly and think aliens are in the sky. They're in underground. They're in the ocean. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's what my, that's my opinion. Sitting next to me. I'm sitting, I'm right here, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the ocean is very scary. It, it freaks me out. Yeah, me too. Um, Did you see the Netflix movie? Uh, Don't look up. No, not yet. Oh, you gotta see it. I've seen. Remember gotta, we? Uh, I won't say anything, but the last line of the movie. Uh-huh. Um, th- uh huh. Um, that one of the scientists says uh-huh. is so perfect. It's really? Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio has yeah. the best line in the whole. Movie. And uh, Jennifer Lawrence, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've been wanting to watch that. Oh, that's the one. That's the one. That's it. You would make. I bet you guys could do a good reaction. Are you able to do reaction videos? <laughs> We've never done one before. I think that takes a. That's a certain kind of groove you have to be in. To oh, do really? Rea- reaction video. You know, you're showing the. <laughs> you've got a split screen. You're watching the movie, <laughs> and it has you reacting to it. Ah. And I've seen those. Some of them are hilarious, but they don't show the whole movie. They they cut it up. Yeah, to yeah, go yeah. to the best part. Edit it. You yeah. know, people have always requested us to make a YouTube channel because they want to see us. Mm-hmm. See, and we're, but I usually break cameras. And honestly, we're so camera shy. We yeah. don't like sure, being, yeah, yeah. We'll take selfies all day, but we can't be on video. It's just fun. It's just weird. That's why they have masks. That's why we have masks. But we're always <laughs> like, just hear our voices. This is enough. That's yeah. why we start a podcast with no video. If you're happy with that, But that's Amy what just gave us a thumbs up. So maybe we should do it because I like Amy. Um, maybe one day though start little by little right do it like reaction video oh like a a reaction maybe to a scene there you go and i'm really dramatic let's let's say it's um (laughs) let's say it's a movie that everyone's seen yeah and you don't want to get in trouble with youtube to so Ah. it's like let's say it's from jaws yeah and let's say like you've seen jaws before right yes okay like the scene where they said uh, he says we're going to need a bigger boat uh-huh. right yeah so you guys can do like you know focus on those those punch lines 
Yeah. And look at each other and go, oh my God, whatever. Right? All dramatic, huh? So you- your first movie could be like, first videos could be like three minutes long. Yeah. And you do like 10 of them, see, I, see what kind of response you get. It's a good idea. I mean, we've been getting this request for a while now and we're always turning it down and being like, our voices are good enough. Like we just, <laughs> we're really bratty about it, but maybe one day we should do it. Yeah, I'm very sure. camera shy. Maybe just good it's lighting, like you, you good lighting maybe. You wouldn't just jump in a cold pool. Sometimes you feel you, you feel around. You put your big toe in first, yeah. you know? Yeah, see how it feels. Yeah. You know what? Oh, man, I wish that we were recording our reaction when we watched Hereditary. Oh. Have you seen Hereditary? Oh. Oh. It just released? And you like horror. That's, mm-hmm. It's been out for a while. It's It it's, has a... Ooh, I don't even want to. Is it a science experiment? Um, what's her? No, okay. Tony what? Tony Collette. Collette. She's in it. Do you do you know her? Mm-hmm. She's oh. amazing in it. I don't even want to give you a gist okay. of the movie. We, we will watch that tonight, sweetheart. Oh, good, Terry, we'll good watch that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but if we had a um, reaction video to that one oh. scene that I won't mention, but everybody who's listening There's knows. There's a few scenes. I was like, oh. No, but we were that. in the movies and everyone just like got quiet. Like oh. everybody, you all you heard was a. <gasps> oh, you went to see it in the movies. We saw yeah. it in the theater. It was before pandemic, so it's yeah. a few years old. Oh, um, so it's she, we could probably stream it. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. definitely. It should be on like Amazon Prime. But I'll never forget the feeling in the theater for this one scene in particular. Yeah, you just didn't see it coming, and and when it happened, everybody went. <gasps> And then it just got completely silent, and nobody knew what to do with themselves. Uh, I, was like, what did I know I, just I watch? didn't. I know I didn't. But um, yeah. that would that would have been a good reaction video. There, I had <laughs> I had binged on a bunch of horror movies that I, I, that I was backlogged on. Yeah, I literally f- forgot every single title. Oh, really? Yeah. There's one. Okay, I, I bet you I can describe the movie. Okay, if you've let's, seen see, it, let's see. Let's see. You know the title. Okay. Okay. So. People move into a new house. Did it? I'm just kidding. Imagine. <laughs> okay. And, and it's seemingly, uh, you know, a benign house. Okay. And the dad finds a box and it's got eight millimeter film in it. Okay. And he's looking at the film and it's like film of his family moving in. What? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you'll see some weird figure in the, um, in the, uh, the backyard or something like that. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden he's like, uh, addicted to watching it but he doesn't share it with the rest of his family and crazy things start happening his kids start waking up and walking around and you know so uh he finds finds out that he's hearing noises on you know on the in the attic Mm -hmm. he goes up into the attic and he finds more film oh my god yeah okay we haven't seen that one that that sounds like i want to say sinister that's is sinister. Yeah, right. Thank you hey, very much. Yeah. We won. My, my Good job, Liz. Yeah. Scored by my fr- <laughs> uh, my uh, my pal, um, uh, um, uh, Christopher Young. You said scored. Cool. Scored. Yeah, Christopher. Young. I went to school with Christopher Young. Shout out to cool. Christopher. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Sinister. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Wait, wait, job. I know this one. That was great. I, I don't know if they made a sequel to it. I don't think so. Yeah. Or I haven't heard of it. And it has such a mean ending. Ugh. It's mean. It's not. It doesn't have a good ending. I don't remember the ending. Yeah, everything's mean. It's <laughs> mean. mean. <laughs> I need to watch it. I need to it's watch like, it. I, see, I, that's why I think um, horror movies will not go over well in India, because there's good guy, bad guy, and the good guy wins at the end. Ah, uh, uh, always you know? right. Yeah. Okay, so you probably won't remember the name, but I'm going to ask you, what's your favorite horror movie of all time? <laughs> 
If you don't I, remember the name, I, you can describe I don't, it. I don't have one. No? I can tell you what my first one was. What's your first? Exorcist? Absolutely terrified me. Well, yeah, the exorcist terrified me. Yeah. Um, because it's so Catholic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And I felt so bad for that little girl. And it's like, and the music is absolutely perfect. Because the music was written years before. Yeah. Okay. Right? And uh, um, uh, Mike Oldfield, who still does music, still puts out albums. Very cool. And that music is like innocent and beautiful Yeah. when you think of it. And it works perfectly because basically it's the innocence of the little girl that's like encapsulated in her own body. She can't get out. She's, yeah. a, she's, a, she's being possessed. And that's what makes that music work so well. But the movie that ter- ter- my, terrified me for the first time, I saw probably in 19... Don't, don't freak out. Okay. I saw in 1969 or 1970. Nice. Okay. The movie was made in 63, so it was showing on TV. My okay. parents watched it. I watched it with them. It was called The Haunting. The Haunting. Yes. Scared the absolute everything out of me. Have you seen I it, Amy? No. No. It's black and white. And uh, it's about, a, it's a haunted house movie, uh-huh. right? So it takes place in a, in a haunted house. And I'm not going to go through the storyline. You, you just watch the movie. And okay. People will agree with me. It was yeah? pretty scary. For, for its time, it was, it was terrifying. So I could not sleep. Nice. I was awake, literally like with my eyes open, <laughs> waiting to see the sunrise. Oh man! And my window looked out to the uh, to the east, right? And I lived in a little town called La Palma, and they had not yet built any other homes. So I had there was this chicken farm next to us. So I had a clear shot at the, you know, Saddleback Mountain. And all uh, the mountains way out there. So you, yeah. And so I was waiting for, I literally would stand there awake waiting for the sun to come up. <laughs> and when the sun came up, I felt, oh, God, that's great. Now I can that is so great. I think it's great when movies do that. Yeah. I'd be I don't know if I'm walking by your house and you're staring out your window at, at night, just like. You'll w- I'm waiting for waiting the sun. Waiting for the sun, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I th- uh, the strangers did that to me because it was the very. Stranger. Have you seen that one? No, I, I probably a, have. I, I won't get into title. it, but it's about a home invasion. It's a home invasion movie. Wait a minute, is that with Canal Reeves? No. no. With um. Liv. Liv Tyler. Strangers haven't seen that. I gotta it's see that. Very good. It's very. Um, they do everything you would do in the situation. It's very realistic because mm-hmm. you know how in some movies it's like just do this, duh, but they never do it. Right. Well, in this movie they do it, and it, you know. I'm not going to say no more, but that movie just really got me because everything I was like, just do this. They did it and it wasn't working. Right. <laughs> um, and it was just something as simple as a home invasion. It wasn't paranormal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't demonic. It wasn't. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. Yeah. And I remember for a while I was like, fuck, like I need someone to walk me out to my car. Like you just never know because it's it can happen to literally anybody. Right. You, you have know? to be vigilant. It's you have to be aware of your surroundings at all times because it can happen to anybody. But yeah, that's a really good one, The Strangers. There was a movie with Canal Reeves that Amy and I watched that was absolutely terrifying, where uh, a guy who a husband who had this idyllic family, and they went away, and um, for like you know a week, and these two girls come up to the house. Oh, I forgot what that's called, but that was so terrifying. What's that? 
Wait, with Keanu Reeves. Liz, yes. you're on a roll. Yeah. No, oh, yes. I know which one. This one's more of a newer one. Um, it was it, on Netflix. It was on Netflix. Yes. That one was crazy. It's called crazy? No, that one was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. And <laughs> Let you know, me see. I, I've, I discovered that it was a remake of, oh, a, really? of a movie made in the 70s. Oh, wow. And I want to see the movie that was made in the 70s. It, but it's only on VHS, and it's hard to find a copy. Um, it was never released in any format, and oh. it, I think people like managed to make copies of it. Okay. In the er, in, just when VHS was available, mm -hmm. but it was never um, distributed by a company. It's not on DVD. It doesn't like stream, digital. and uh, you can find little scenes of it. And th they people that have seen the original one say both of them are great. Hmm. Uh, just different. It's called Knock Knock. Yes. And it came out in 2015. Yes. It says two stranded women reveal a sinister agenda after they spend the night with a married architect who played by Keanu Reeves. Yes, Kiki right. Ree. Kiki Ree, yes. That yes, movie yes. was a trip. We were yeah. pissed, remember? Yeah. Because he was like, at, fr at first we were like, come on, Keanu. Like, okay. why are you opening the door? Amy is a Amy is a witness to this. Uh oh I go, the Uber guy is at the door out of my house. <laughs> That's it. Out right? of here. <laughs> right? I don't know. You know what? I don't I'm very wary of someone who's all of a sudden out of nowhere is very attracted to me once I hang around me. <laughs> You're up to something. Sorry. Amy, he's on to you. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Eight years just, later. And the whole time. And it's like, there are some times where she, she knows I'm the worst. I'll sit there and yell at the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like like, an, like, a, like mm -hmm. an old grandpa yelling at uh, the wrestlers on professional yes, wrestling. Yes, WWF. Know? Yeah. I mean, my grandfather used to watch wrestling. Mine and, too. <laughs> and, and he used to beat, hit the TV. <laughs> And the guy was, look, he's coming from behind. Right? Turn around, right? I wish I had a video at that time. <laughs> I know. Because that was at so funny. At least you have the memories, right? But I'll be screaming at him. He says, you know, the girls show up. I go, no, no, no. You're, you're ta just stay right there. He'll give you a towel. Right. Let me call the taxi for it. He's here in five minutes. Because it was raining, right? Yeah, you ain't, you ain't yeah. fucking coming to my house. Because right? in my imagination, <laughs> you are keeping... My attention while someone else is trying to break in my exactly. back door. Because they're two pretty young girls. Yeah. And he yeah. was just trying to be a nice guy, but at the same time, it's like, no, Keanu, don't. Oh, and that's that's mm -mm. a typical street thing where yeah. some girl will talk yep. to you, and all of a sudden, you know, there's a guy that's going to knock you on the head and yep. still, you know, you know, whatever, rob you, yep. right? And so I would be so Pissed. suspicious, and I was yelling at him. Like yeah. you, like the character's gonna listen. To I me. know, right? <laughs> what do you think, John? Oh, okay, let me just make sure the Uber guy comes here faster, <laughs> and so that. Hey, that makes. By the way, fun. I love Canalries. I mean, you I never know. Maybe him. this next time around, they will listen to you. You never yeah. imagine. I that? feel that way with whenever I watch Selena. Oh shit! I know how it's gonna end. Oh, the always, oh, I, we always want it to end differently, but it never. Does. Don't trust you know her. What? You know what? Uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino needs to make a movie about Selena where she doesn't get killed. Quentin, why do you say Quentin well, though? Because he did um, Hollywood Land. Hollywood oh. Land. You're right. Where, oh, you're where right. Sharon Tate didn't get killed, and oh the, my God, the two guys next mind. door kill the the uh, <gasps> kill the uh, Mason Manson family that comes over to kill the people next door to them. Spoiler so, alert. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> 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 oh, I mean, that I've was great. It, but <laughs> hey, well, Quentin, if you're listening right now. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a huge fan. You heard it from John himself. You need to make a movie about and, Selena. Okay, now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this, but okay. I want to ask you: 
if Selena was still with us today, mm-hmm. what do you think um, J Lo's career would have been like? Oh, non-existent. Who? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I agree. Okay, you're here. You know you what? Saw, you saw. You know what? It's let right me, here, right here. Yeah, let me say that something. That last song that she did with her dad, that her dad <laughs> produced. Um, it was like so 70s slow jam. It was like one of her last singles that she did. Selena, which one? No, J-Lo. J-Lo or, no, or no, Selena? Selena. Oh, um, Dreaming of You. Yes. Don't oh, make that, me, that don't was make with me her sing brother. it. Yeah, yeah, it was with her brother. Please oh, don't brother. make her. I'm just <laughs> <Yeah>. you bitch. <laughs> um, you, you said you didn't like that song? I love that song. You love that That's song. such a good song. I mean, because it's like they just nailed yeah. the... Uh, the early and mid '70s, yeah, slow a, jam sound. It's beautiful, you know, and it Gorgeous. was done in the '90s you or the late '80s, uh, '90s. Yeah, yeah, it was done in the '90s. Honestly, yeah, I've always said this, and you know what? I have love for J Lo. Yeah, she's yeah, awesome. Definitely. However, Talented. her career, her career would not be what it is today without Selena. Right. I mean, we'll never know. No, but I no. know. How about that scene though when she's doing the lip thing while she's singing that song? Oh, like this? Yeah, something. <laughs> Like that? <laughs> Who who's doing Perfect that? J Lo. No. The- <laughs> it doesn't. It has to be there. It has to be Selena. We'll send right. it to you. It has to. Sorry. Sorry. Um, no, but yeah, that is a movie that we always wish for a different ending for, mm-hmm. and don't trust her, fucking Yolanda. I can't stand Yolanda. Oh my god. All I gotta and is say, Yolanda in prison? Oh yeah, she's rotting. But we're she's supposed to, to be out. released in 2025. No. Yes, and we're so she be, didn't get the and, uh, death penalty. No. She's supposed to be released soon, and me and Liz will be there, ready. Um, I text Arena. You <laughs> and like the entire three state, three five states of people. I mean, yeah, yeah. we're yeah. all we're. She she has no way in hell. I'd want to stay in prison if I were her, because honestly, this is a, this this is a death where would threat. She, where would she? <laughs> where would she go? Edit that out. Where would she go? Honestly. When she's out of prison, honestly, she's gonna, she's going to get taken care of, is what I'm gonna say. She's I don't think she's getting to. out. She yeah. won't. I don't think she will. You mean you think they're gonna have her uh, parole meeting and say, "Oh no, you're not ready to come out." No, I'm saying I don't. I'm, I'm saying she's gonna get killed if she gets comes out. Right. I said taken care of because I don't want to be so dark. But well, I don't. I mean, there's a lot of. I don't know. People are. People. Okay, people listening right now. I don't know how do they you, would handle that situation. What do you think will happen if Yolanda Saldivar? Saldivar? Yeah, I think so. Irrelevant. I don't care what her name is. What <laughs> do you think will happen if she gets released from prison tomorrow? What do you think will happen? Well, Please I'm leave sure a they, comment. I'm sure a they're going to want to like, hide her There'll identity. There'll be giant con- uh, contingency. Huge riot. Fans. Huge riot. Everybody's going to attack, and we'll be there. Anyways, how did we get into this? My God. Where am I? Where am I? Who am I? Okay, I want to <laughs> know why Criminal Minds ha- has no new episodes. Oh. They left me hanging. Did they? I haven't seen the show. How about the new uh, Criminal Minds? How about the new uh, Unsolved Mysteries? Did you watch those? No. Those are fun. John? Uh, I can only, I have work to do. There's only so much I can watch. <laughs> My brain will turn to jello if I it's watch okay. too much Join TV. us. Join the jello crew. The Multitask. <laughs> Play it in the background. Right, Amy? Well, I do. I do. I do. There's, I, someone says you have to see Look Up. And so I put, oh. it, I put it on my cell phone and kind of yeah. watch it out of the corner of my eye. And I told Amy, we've got to watch this together. I, I know I've missed a bunch of stuff. I got the whole gist of the story. Yeah. But there's a lot of little, I mean, you know, I'm working on something, playing music in earbuds and then hearing a movie play at the same time, which is kind of cool. Sometimes I do that. Yeah. Sometimes I listen to um, 
podcasts and what have you. Scary encounters. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> With hazy chaos. Yes. Oh yeah. I listen. I listened to yours <laughs> while I was working. Oh yeah. I mean the one you did about the um, uh, tur- Turnbow Canyon. Turnbow Canyon. Turnbow Canyon. Turnbow. Turnbow. Turnbow Canyon. Turnbow. All the fascinating things <laughs> they go back to. It's crazy. Like the 1880s yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there was that guy who um, he made a big. Uh, some kind of uh, rent, a purchase of property yeah. and he was celebrating the and he was Irishman? drunk. Yeah. And yeah. He, he was drunk taking his horse back. Yeah. Why? Good his job. Horse? Yeah. Because they didn't have cars. They didn't. <laughs> Mr. Turnbull. Mr. Turnbull. Turnbull. Yeah. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Nicolette. She does her research really well for these episodes. Um, she's the singer of Go Betty Go, a really well-known punk, uh, all-female punk band here in oh, LA. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, She's joined us um, the last two seasons, and she does little, like, history lessons like that. So season three, she did Griffith Park, mm-hmm. which was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet. Next season, we're taking requests, though, for what sh- what people want to hear, because they requested Trimble Canyon. So I I gotta, I got to listen to the Griffith Park one. Yeah, I'll send you the link. It's actually really interesting. We learned a lot, right? I've hiked yeah. so much in Griffith Park, so yeah. it'd be interesting to hear all the... yeah. Uh, Very interesting. All the goings on. Um, there's there's a place I, I have I, I want to visit again. It's called the Wisdom Tree, ah. up there. And it's uh, imagine <clears throat> you're on the um, the road above the Hollywood sign, mm-hmm. and you keep going west on the on the uh, on the trail. Mm-hmm. You'll run into the Wisdom Tree. People leave their journals there, Aww. or they'll make little like rock. Um, um, sculptures but the first time i went there like a week before i had seen the blair witch project (laughs) so i'm thinking oh my gosh is there's like some kind of weird witchcraft witchcraft (laughs) stuff up (laughs) here and then i didn't realize i that was the wisdom tree ah we should go visit yeah sounds fun that'd be fun so it's a bit of a hike okay i will go there's two ways (laughs) there's two ways to get there there's a long way and then there's a shorter there's a shorter long way okay but it's it's kind of like you're gonna. You want to go when it's chilly. Oh yeah. You don't oh, want to go yeah. during when it's like during summer where it's hot. Like and I sunny. said, I'm, I'll admit I'm dramatic. I, <laughs> I'll make her take a wagon and pull me in the wagon. I was like, we're just gonna Uber up there. <laughs> <laughs> make sure the Uber driver's waiting. Mm-hmm. Or you can get one of those scooters, those heavy duty off road scooters. That sounds that good. It'll take you up there. Knowing me, I'll fall off though. Off the cliff. She's so Is drama. there a cliff? Anyway. No, no, it's a, it's a trail. You'll roll. I'll roll. And stop at some point. Okay, that sounds all right. There's a that lot sounds, of brush That sounds there. decent. That sounds right. like great content for the show. <laughs> Scary encounter, I rolled off the cliff or whatever, you know. And then only you go on with the podcast and, tell, and I'll be here in spirit? I'll tell your story. You're going to tell my story? <laughs> I got you. With that being said, <laughs> John, yes. this was so much fun. This is, it's over? It's over? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have more we to just, share with us. I thought can, we just started. I'm, <laughs> look at that an hour and a half ago. It, it doesn't go by so quick when you're having a good time. You guys are mean. No, we can keep going, John. <laughs> we can keep going. It's the eyebrows. Because you know what? I know. Everybody thinks we're mean. It's the eyebrows for yeah. sure. I told Amy, hey, I put my eyebrows on for you guys. So She did. That's a com- <laughs> that's a commitment. Right? Both it of us That do. is a commitment. <laughs> well, I, I shaved extra close, and I trimmed my beard with my trimmer thingy. So you did good, too, today. Yeah, we did. Wow. And Amy wore her thingy. You know what? You guys Very walked cool. in, and I saw you guys walking up. I said, oh, my God. 
they are badass looking. Look, looking all fierce, all, dressing all black. All black. Our kind of people. You guys just look really good together. You guys are very beautiful together. <laughs> well, this has been a lot of fun. I, it's really refreshing yeah? to be with two people that uh, you're not only a very important part of the horror community and have an appreciation for it, but you also are creators, creative people yourself. You create music yourself. Yeah. So to be interviewed, to sit here with two uh, musicians and not talk about music for an hour and a half <laughs> is kind of refreshing. Aww, it's actually well, really you. cool, you know. That was really cool. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. yeah, it's always fun. I, I mean, we can always uh, look up different interviews on different bands and see mm -hmm. their history. You know, that's always right. like a people always want to know those things. But how mm -hmm. often do you get to ask some of your favorite bands or uh, artists? about their ghost experiences or any near-death experiences. Or their last or meals right. if they were on yeah. death row. What yeah. the fuck, You just right? don't get those kind of questions, and <laughs> I well, love that topic already. At some point, we'll, we'll come back, and I'll give you the near-death. Yeah, We would love to do a part two with you. Sure, sure. Um, we can talk about everything you're doing. I mean, it sounds like you have some things planned. The, the mm -hmm. dance party. Yes, in so, May. And we'll, we'll be, be there. there. At uh, Zombie Joe's Underground Theater, we're going to have uh, four nights of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space cosplay dance party. So cool. Yeah, it's going to be really nice. That's We're, so cool. We want to capture the uh, the kind of energy that they had at the Scare Zone in Orlando, Florida. Okay. And um, all the jubilant celebration of just dancing around and having fun. Yeah. You know, dressed like Killer Clowns. I think that's what people need right now, man. Like, yeah. I feel like the last couple of years have been so shitty. Yeah. People so we need just to need go good out and vibes and killer clowns and dancing. Right. Doesn't that sound good? Right. That's I'm going to make a sign. And I've been creating all new tracks. There you go. Yeah. And there are some other things happening happening uh, in the summer around Halloween. Mm. And, uh, but we'll, I'll announce those later. I'll let... I'll, On part two I'll of, put of you, this. I'll put you in the loop. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. On that. Yeah. All right. And uh, next year, I'm looking forward to doing some events as well. Cool. Definitely. All right, John and Great. Amy, it was a pleasure yes. talking with you guys and just hanging out. I feel like, like you said, this was very refreshing. Yes. Um, we can and talk I need about to hear music your, now. I need, to hear, I need to hear your music at some yeah. point. So you got you to gotta get me links to your stuff so Definitely. You know, I, can, I can steal. I'll show you a little clip right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. We actually have you just a little, a little snippet that we've never... Um, Sure. You're going to show it or? No. No, no nobody. But when no. we're off the air. Yes. Off the air. Nobody okay. knows about gotcha. this. Gotcha. <laughs> but anyways, John, thank you so much for joining thank us. You. Thank you for you your time. You guys are very awesome. Yes. Thank you. And until next time, have a good night. And be scary. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> this episode of Scary Encounters is brought to you by Anchor. Podcasting made easy. Anchor.fm. Mortis Viventi. The last authentic music brand dedicated to helping musicians and promoting music. MortisVaventi.com H.J. Tidy, Night Terror Publishing. Step into the bizarre world of H.J. Tidy, who is committed to introducing his readers to some of the most unusual, darker variety of true stories. NightTerrorPub.com Sayasha Gianna, cosmic shaman, psychic medium, multidimensional healer, animal whisperer, teacher of empaths, healers, and starseeds. Are your encounters hitting too close to home? Contact Sayasha Gianna. Patreon.com slash Sayasha. Voided. Spooky artist who offers hand-painted, one-of-a-kind items, spooky pins, prints, stickers, and more. Lost in a void of what is dead. Voided.com. <laughs>